0: And it is podcast time. I have Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance Dubai in the house, which means we're talking DIY. It is the We Will Fix It podcast. (laughs) Gee whiz, you gave me a big build up there, didn't you? Uh, You know, in the podcast world, as you always say, people don't know when you've not been podcasting. And we've had a week off. It was two, wasn't it? Was it? Maybe. I think we have two. Was it two weeks? I don't know.
1: It's It's good to be back. To be brutally honest, I think it's an absolute outrage that you leave me on my own for two weeks without my therapy
0: session. And I keep saying to people across the internet, on LinkedIn, on anywhere people will listen to me, that podcasting is not only a great way to tell your story, and that might be the story of a company, might be the backstory of things. It puts a human face on what you're doing. But it's also therapy. Oh, absolutely. And, and as much therapy for you as it is for me. <laughs> well, that's nice to
1: hear. Um, it's a bit of self-reflection, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and podcasting makes you do that because it makes you think about the things that you've been doing, not just over the last week, but probably for a wider perspective as well. And actually, I've walked in in a bit of a grumpy mood. To be uh, that's what honest, you said. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So and I got morning... worried
0: because I walked in here and the lights were all off, and I'm going, "Oh no, I'm going to have to go now hunt down the folks who awesome. open up the doors." They came running because the, someone sent a phone call. James is going to be there, and you know he's going to be there early. So can mm. you go open up? But I also noticed all of the coffee machines were off, and I went, "Oh no, not good, not bad for me because I already had my you know three shots of espresso coming in." And this is a bad side of coffee, so this is going to be good and bad because you're going to tell me your story. Mm. There's apparently some study out of the UK that says if you have three to five espresso shots a day, that could be a negative cholesterol uh, event, and it could actually work against you. Oh well, I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> so, tell me, what happened? What happened this morning? Got you off right. a
1: bad start. So, as you well know, I upgraded about six months ago to um, a, a lovely Nespresso. Updated the machine it you is. got, it's great. I love it. Creatista Plus, it's amazing.
0: Creatista, right? story now. The one problem I've got with it is when hold on, hold on. How, how, how long have you had this machine? Six months, six months, and you've got a problem with it.
1: Well, no, it's not a problem as such, <laughs> it is a designed fault. Oh, which I don't like.
0: Mr. Clooney, if you're li- oh, we know Mr. Clooney's yes. listening, Chris listening, yeah, from Lake Como. What else have you he got to do on his patio? drinking an espresso obviously from what's the machine called the creatista plus from the creatista plus yes but please take note and pass this on to your uh, your 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 guy
1: yeah so billy basic when it comes to maintenance when it needs to be maintained is that, is that
0: a patented term billy basic
1: billy basic i've never heard that before you're kidding never i grew up with that <laughs> In fact, my dad would, that was one of my dad's phrases. <laughs> actually, thinking about it, he's like, "Why do not you have to make everything so complex? It should just be Billy basic."
0: I have never. This is the first time I've ever heard that. My grandmother, you know, rest her soul. Rest her soul. Mm. Born and bred in London, right? England, well, not so on Thinking about it, so she must have used this term all the time, and I just didn't ever catch on. It might just
1: be a family thing, you know? <laughs> okay. I haven't really thought <laughs> okay. about it that
0: much, but I, I've used it constantly. Time to do some research on that. Anyway, really right. Basic. So if, if those of you who are trying to keep track, this is the We Will Fix It podcast. We're talking about maintenance. Oh, yes. It just happens it's coffee <laughs> <in the> machines. <laughs> uh, hey, it, it happens to everyone.
1: Yeah. So I, I was there, and today the red light comes on to oh, say it yeah. needs maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning. So I'm like, no worries. I'm tight on time today. So on that basis, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I hit the button to do my usual, knowing fully well that this evening I'll actually have to do the full session on it. And it decides straight off the bat when it first showed me that light that it would no longer work immediately.
0: That is so smart on the Nespresso people to get you on the maintenance.
1: No, (laughs) what are you talking about? Absolutely rubbish. You should have about 10 cycles
0: so that you can fit it around your schedule. I have a Breville. And in that red light comes on, says clean me, and I think it just starts flashing. I don't know because I've waited a while to clean it, but it doesn't stop the coffee maker. No, see, I would be absolutely fine if
1: it gave me three or four days maximum, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. No, immediately. Wow, furious I was. So obviously, <gasps> how long's, how long's a clean cycle? F- uh, Fifteen minutes.
0: And do you have to put in the little tablet, well, well, and the well, little well.
1: satellite. <laughs> it gets worse than this. <laughs> so at that
0: point, I go and I find
1: the descaler. Okay, yeah, I've yeah. got powder only. I've only got 15 minutes on that basis. We double time it. So double the amount of uh, stuff. And I literally just eyeballed it because I'm really short on time now. Because obviously I've made the right decision, which is everything else I've got to do to get out the house stops because the coffee machine is not working. Because I ain't getting out the house without the coffee, whether you like it or not. Obviously at this moment, I've got the chirping in my ear going, you've got all these other things to do. I didn't hear a thing. Literally, absolute iron focus on this. I'm completely in the zone. Okay, so I then work my way through it. So, quick handful of um, a descaler. Obviously, it's too much descaler. I know that already. So, I've already got the spoon there, giving it a whole what's it? Because I've only got the powder. Because I've already used all the liquid before. That would have been the really quick option, right? Oh, yeah. I know I'm short on time because I've got ten minutes. And I know the cycle is fifteen minutes. So I'm there, literally giving it all this before um, we literally we start on the cycle. Then towards the end of what I thought was the cycle, it just stops.
0: Oh, no, it's got to wait. It's got to let the descaling action happen.
1: Well, all the way through the process until now, we've had constant noises, which is making me think I'm making progress. Okay,
0: no silence.
1: Okay, so I'm getting quite frustrated at this point. And then it goes, Empty the jug <laughs> and put a clean jug back. So I'm like at this moment, you've got to be kidding me. It's a two-stage cycle. How do I not remember that from last time that I did it? Well the reason is because it was six months ago probably. So I then do the second cycle. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Yes, 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 we've got it now. It says empty everything. I'm like when it says empty everything, that is the moment when you are at the end of the cycle. Press one button, away we go. Refill the water and let it go through the third cleaning cycle phase. I'm like, you must be oh, kidding me. And now at 7:08 a.m. and at 7:50. Oh, by the way, I'm at 7:08. I'm not in work clothes <laughs> yet. I'm, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, You're waiting for your coffee. Uh, oh, there's no, no two ways about it. We're kids aren't going. Literally having a day off school if I do to get coffee <laughs> out this machine. <laughs> so, literally, then at 7:11, we have got the coffee machine has finished its cycle I'm like get in right okay so I'm in trouble but this isn't a complete nightmare so it goes to use the coffee machine and it goes at the same time it goes you have to do the service on the wand the steam wand oh, as well no. at the same time as the main descaling right the coffee uh, uh, the wand was working just fine there was no issues with it whatsoever so I did what any sane person would my do, eyes. I did what any same person would do, and I no, no. I, I, I decided to keep it calm because I've already got <laughs> in my ear. Don't tell anyone, keep hitting the button, <laughs> right, right the way through the cycle until it did its final <laughs> on the machine. And then it gave me the all clear. Okay. So then at that point, you got the milk, and it's, it's like, um, it, it tries to make you feel like you're a bit of a barista. So even though it's espresso <laughs> capsules, you have the separate um, milk jug. Yeah, I had the milk jug ready. It was like 20 minutes ago, I've got my milk jug ready. So I put the milk in, and I'm like, oh, here we go, it's clean now, so the froth is going to be absolutely amazing. It didn't froth. <laughs> so I'm now thinking, did I actually, no, no, I've put so much rinse through this, it should be absolutely fine. Anyway, in the end, I thought, stuff it. I'm literally. I've had enough. It's hot, so we'll literally make the uh, make the coffee, right? So, <laughs> what, what's the time? What's the time on the watch at this point? Oh, I'm, I'm at uh, seventeen eighteen. Uh, okay. I'm supposed to have left at fifty, and I'm still in the uh, yeah. in, in the rest of it. So okay. then, I'm um, I'm literally putting the coffee capsules in, and I forgot that I've got a mix of coffee capsules that I bought off deals to buy. Actually, really good quality. Oh, Se- yeah, okay. Sega, uh, Sega Fredo? Mm-hmm. is that it? Yeah, Sega, yeah, yeah, Sega something Fredo? Like that. yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, but I also forgot that these are the ones that take absolutely ages to get through the machine and I need three cycles. So literally the look of it's gone from verbals to just looks. Now we've got total silence. That's the one that scares you, isn't it? Because what you know is, although you can't hear anything, she's hit that dolphin note, (laughs) you know, that one that's not audible, but you can actually, you can feel it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there's no two ways about it. The kids aren't going to school until I've got coffee. So there we went did the three cycles, got it in, got upstairs, literally, I, I went through the shower and I didn't get wet. It was that quick. And uh, and out we went now, then get in the car and I've got my little off road route to work uh, to work to school. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, here we go. Come on, please work, please work. please work. Anyway, I've got my next door neighbor in front, who's also a <laughs> member of our beetle racing team. So I'm like, great, Ollie, you'll clear the way for me. He's quite kind of quite aggressive <laughs> oh, in no. his own special oh. way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, bless it. We only went and did it. You know, like I've got cars diving in all directions. <laughs> I've got pedal to the metal with a ruby screen. Can we go faster? I'm like,
0: well, if you ask, I can deliver. So, are You're you holding the coffee still at this point? Oh, I'm drinking the coffee whilst is, doing is it. Is it got a lid on it or no?
1: I just want to it, no, know. Oh,
0: oh, that's brilliant. My coffee.
1: I haven't got it here, but you've seen it in the past where it's a button on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That opens it up. It is so okay. good. And even better, I got it free with a Pajero. Somebody <laughs> left it in there. <laughs> So washed it a couple of times and it's been mine ever since. The
0: side I love n- it. Side note, the best place I've ever gotten thermoses is from the lost and found at schools at the end of the year when oh, no one's yes. claimed everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife would always go, you're not going to take any of that. I'm going what are they going to do with it? I mean, it what goes out? I said, yeah. there's perfectly good you oh, know, is exactly. here. <laughs> I'm trying to work out which one I'm leaving behind. What are you on about? Absolutely.
1: So I mean, Natalie finds that utterly disgusting as well. Yeah. Which Now I know that's not <laughs> modus operandi from now on. So we are uh, at this stage. So, so you're, I managed you're to you're, get you're, into school. Uh-huh. See, I've done quite well here because I managed to the earliest that we can get into school is 730 the gates open at 730. 7.34 I'm in the car park normally it's 7.28 so I'm doing all right here yeah, yeah. and 7.45 is registration so in we walk obviously the one slot available is the furthest one from the door Yeah, always the way isn't it so I've got I've got the kids whose feet don't touch the ground as we are flying through the car park with me obviously holding on to them because everybody else is driving like an absolute lunatic too we get into um, we get into school, and I don't know what it was, but I guess because we've just had that long weekend, I'm guessing that everybody was late because it was so quiet and relaxed. <laughs> and I walked in, obviously, I mean, just being through all the uh, coffee debacle, and obviously, once you've just had a complete nightmare making your coffee, you're going to make sure you drink it. So I've drunk a whole lot on the way there. So I'm absolutely <laughs> flying into school. And everybody is just totally and utterly <laughs> chilled after a long weekend. So I get the kids dropped off. I send the message to, uh, to Natalie. Not only have I dropped the kids off, I even remembered both swimming kit and also some approval form that I've got to
0: give one of the teachers.
1: And I'm now pretty much back on time. And then I hit HESA Street.
0: <laughs> just when you think you've got it all
1: sorted. Yeah. Hessa. So at this point, I'm like, James is going to be really proud of me. I'm going to be absolutely on time again from what I've just done this morning. And then I had to send you that message. I'm on Hesse Street. It could be a long, long time. <laughs> and as it was, half an hour. Half an hour it took us to get here. Normally it's a it's that satellites, isn't it?
0: It's that satellites, and then people cutting in and out. And it's, yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: I've just thought we're supposed to do 13 minutes, aren't we? And I've gone way over that. Right. We're at 15. Hey, that's <laughs> not bad for me. I'll take that. Right, so when you go and put one of those markers in... <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that right now. There we go. There we go. See, it's almost like I'm a pro these <laughs> days, but I'm not. I'm rank amateur. But luckily we've got you to try and pull it all back, which is good news <laughs> indeed. For those of you listening, this is obviously a maintenance podcast. Let's move on from coffee machines and my
0: crazy morning. But but you know, the, the maintenance of a coffee machine is so important. Yeah, it is. It would does does that fango dango Nespresso of yours, does it have a countdown timer to let you know No. Now, see well,
1: that, it actually, it will do, but it'll be in the menu system. because I've got right. this, its whole
0: kind of full screen menu system. So it doesn't have a little twizzle. thing on the bottom that says, no. you know, oh, you're getting closer. You're like, sort of it like a, a little little dial that's wearing down. To no, and the space oh, that's great, for that as that's well. That's a great idea. I know it is, because that way I would do it on the weekend when I've got yeah. time in the morning. And then you could override it and just do a clean before it needs to be done. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. So, um, no, that's a really obvious one, James, but hello.
0: Right, well, that's obviously a George Clooney, isn't it? Yeah, Mr. Clooney,
1: Clooney sort it uh, out. Yeah,
0: please sort out that little thing. And if Nespresso has not thought about this, yes. why haven't you thought about this? Absolutely.
1: One thing that they have done, they've now, mine was the mutts nuts, nuts when, uh, when I got it. Careful, your language, Colin. And um, what they've done now is they've now got, got a creator, a uh, creatista plus, I'm guessing, I don't know oh, the real name, oh. a plus plus. Yeah. Which I think is kind of disrespectful, <laughs> you know. I've, I've made my purchase now, now you've got an upgrade in it. But I do like the upgrade, which is, at the moment, we've only got the one compressor. Yeah. So when I'm trying to do multiple coffees, because I'll normally make one for Natalie at the same time, uh, you've got to wait. Yeah, I've got to wait between the two, uh, the milk and the, uh, the other one. And it actually works out, especially when you've got the sake of I really slow capsules. It, it takes quite a while to do. So I'm kind of um, the new one has got two compressors, Ooh, so you can do both together. Uh, that really works with the Henry Ford in me. you
0: know? Uh, maybe, you line, maybe you can trade in.
1: Maybe you can trade in. You can actually, they do a really good trading system from um, Nespresso Direct, but it's slightly different um, normally, which is if you have an old broken Nespresso or an old, they don't really care if it's broken or not. They give you a discount on the new one. And um, I managed to combine everything that and a big discount on the main price to actually get this for sensible money. But there we go.
0: Well, okay, let's get back to maintenance then, maintenance. and yes. it is starting to heat up. Yep. Summer is on the way; spring is in the air all over the world. What's kicking at? We will fix it.
1: Well, this is that moment where those people who are kind of survive most or as much
0: of the year as possible without AC. I have, know someone who. I know someone like that in Jumeirah. They yeah. do not. They they were they, we were we were sitting and I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, no but sorry. we were just sitting talking about you know your uh, electricity bills. I, I'm pretty sure they called it hydro bill because in Canada a lot of especially of if you're from, you know a lot yeah, of yeah. electricity is generated by hydroelectric. Of awesome. course, there's some nuclear stuff and wind, but there's a lot of hydro. Yeah. And so they, they we were talking about their hydro and they said, oh yeah, you know they live down in Jamera and they said, ah, oh, it's about eight hundred dirhams a month. I'm I going. Wish. I'm going really. Mm. Uh, and I'm going, wow, that is. Amazing because yeah, yeah. We, we, we're we just two and ours is not that. And she goes, Well, we don't have the AC on yet. <laughs> and
1: I'm going, What?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: See, where it's got interesting now is um, you've got those people who will have the AC on at night. So bedrooms mm. have been turned on. Mm. And that happened a while ago normally. Uh, but those people who are holding off as much as possible, <laughs> last week it hit. And so they pressed the button and it all went bang. Yeah. And then we got the phone call, which is great. We really appreciate it. So that's the kind of um, the stage that we're at now with AC. So busy, busy, which is wonderful. It's late this year. It's really late. So that's a worry for us. Mm. But it's here now. And um, we're absolutely and utterly ready for it. Um, Our guys have been trained with an inch of their lives (laughs) again. And this is a constant thing that we do. Well, because you
0: you do have a little bit of turnover, right? So you've got new new guys that you've got to get into. This is how we do it. Essentially unlearning some of the AC skills they've gotten from previous employers. Absolutely. And
1: that's a major element for us. So they need to understand the way we do it because it's been honed now since 2008, our process. Mm. And our process is much more long-winded than most of the processes that people will use here because it has to be right and we warranty everything Mm. that we do. So on that basis, we don't jump steps. And if you don't do those steps, we will spot it. Nice. So, um, you know, part of the role that our head technician does is to go and recheck um, jobs around and about, so that we can work out nip in the bud if we do have yeah. somebody who's jumping steps.
0: What What else are people starting to uh, call in about right now? <laughs> Lots of bad smells. Oh, you know what? this is an interesting one because we had the Roto-Rooter guys from the city out front of our house. You know, that's that mm. big, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they call that truck. Yeah, there was like five guys. The guy, it was actually really cool because this was a new German truck. Guy had radio controlled things on it and it was amazing. I'd and love to have a play on that. Uh, that's what I said. Can yeah. I have a go on that? He goes, he just kind of laughed. He said, uh, Can you get me into Canada? It's like, uh... <laughs> that's a trade off for <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> yes, me first. So they're opening up all the sewer grates because I, you know, I said, What's the deal? And he goes, Do you have any smell in your house? And I'm going, Nope. Mm. No, you I mean no, nothing that's abnormal? Yep. And so they're opening up all the sewer grates because they're saying, Well, some people down the block are getting quite a sewage smell. So there must be a blockage somewhere. Mm. So they were opening up all the grates to flush the system, I guess. So he opens up the thing in front of our house, it's dry. Ooh. yeah that's what i said i look down i'm going i, I you know i'm looking in, it and going there's like no where's the sewage from my house going mm. because there's no flow in yeah, this yeah. grate that's right in front of my house like zero i mean it's it is so dry it's like it's never had flow Jeez. yeah that's what i said he goes no smell in your house and i go nothing sewage is flowing i said yes he goes <laughs> he just looked at me. and went, there must be another exit somewhere. <laughs> I'm going, and I'm, and I'm, then I'm looking at this giant tree. So, because we, where I live, we used to be on a septic system yeah. where they used to come and suck it out. And I have this giant tree in front of my house mm. that is growing at an abnormally great rate. And I'm going. So my fear was when you opened up the thing, there was going to be full of roots. Yeah, I bet it's not full of roots. It's just full of nothing. So mm. that tree is getting huge because it's living off of something. So I don't know where and I don't want to start opening up all sorts of grades cuz no problem why why start getting worried yes. about something. But the the sewage guys also didn't think it was an issue. They said don't worry. We're going to we're going to flush all this stuff out and it'll yep. be flowing before too long. Well, okay. The introduced. smells are coming, James. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> but but some people it's are okay. getting smells. Yeah, lots in apartment blocks, actually. Oh, apa- that's even worse. Mm. So, I mean, we're we talking sewage smells, or are we just talking smells of the coming no, down the hall? S- uh,
1: sewage smells, uh, which is about as much of a nightmare as it goes, and actually not something that we really specialize in. Are these new apartment blocks or old apartment Relatively blocks? Relatively new. Mm. Um, and it seems as though they didn't bother installing uh, U-bends within them, <laughs> which is silly. Is the
0: U bend where there's a little flap in it? Is that? Yeah, you can have yeah. that. You can
1: have that kind of seal, or alternatively, a physical U so that basically right. water or uh, something okay. so is trapped in there. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So it's um, it's one of those. It's really kind of pain in the neck. So what,
0: how do you how do you guys fit into that? Well, because you're not really plumbers. We don't.
1: Well, no, we, we've, we've got very good plumbers, but yeah. the problem with that is it's, it's fabric of buildings rather than necessarily, yeah. um, direct within apartments. And also if you imagine in an apartment block, quite often it's in the roof void of the oh. apartment below. Oh no. Which is where it gets quite painful. Now, Equally, because it is part of the original design, and it's a design fault. If we start getting involved with that a we've got a whole building there, which will be designed in exactly the same way. And secondly, the building management generally will not be too happy for us, uh, admitting uh, okay. that there is a problem here that needs rectification. Yeah. yeah. So you end up in quite a, a kind of a nasty situation where well, generally speaking, we would advise and we would give the details to our customer of what we have found. Uh-huh. And then they need to have that conversation with the building management. And we're absolutely fine if their building management take on the work to, yeah. uh, to rectify and uh, solve the issue. So we'll almost do the fault finding side. Um, okay. If it is something that is not directly related to um, fixtures and fittings um, or readily accessible pipework, then we're there to give uh, um, the details over to our customers mm-hmm. so they can they can decide what, what, what happens next. How do you troubleshoot
0: that? Do you end up pulling off the toilets or you just know? You, no. You have to go, um,
1: it's just a, um, a trial and error, to okay. be brutally honest, and, and structured trial and error. So reporting is absolutely key at that point, and And we, we make that really clear to the customers up front. There is not a golden bullet here. All that we can do is start one thing at a time. If we try more than one thing at a time, we don't know what's fixed it and what hasn't. Yeah. So therefore, it is multiple visits on almost all occasions, and literally one thing with the reporting from the technician has to be right. So that even if it isn't the same technician, we have all the detail of what's happened, and uh, and we can go job after job, doing one thing after the now, other. How do
0: you how do you deal with a customer who you're going to go in, you're going to troubleshoot this, you're going to look for the issues, you're billing all along the yes, way, and you may not be able to
1: do anything. Simple have that open conversation at the very beginning right. which is this is exactly what you've got there isn't a um this isn't just a straight fix it or if we get that, it's probably a one in 20 where in fact that's not true probably a one in 10 where we can actually physically go aha there you go that was it job done it's um it's one of those where there is no other way mm. whatever people tell you there is no other way
0: You K- now in that situation if we're talking typically we're talking toilets i guess where the smell is coming from or is it coming up the sinks as well uh, no, no, cause that's gray water. Yeah, but again,
1: so you can get those gray water smells, which are a very, actually they're a little bit easier to deal with gray yeah. water.
0: Well, um, usually cause you have the trap anyway underneath yes. so that you, you get a collection point there. Yeah, yeah. Is there no way to retrofit in just underneath the toilet, a, you know, a, a not gasket under, or not anything?
1: underneath the toilet, not there. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it is one of those, which is almost unique based on the, the physical design of the, um, the sewage system or grey water for that matter, as to how you would tackle it. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. But then if you imagine from a um, a customer perspective on the phone to us, that makes it really difficult because there isn't a standard solution that we can say, oh, this is what it's going to cost you and away we go. So what we normally do is, is say, look, we need an hour here to work out exactly what your system's got. However, be aware there is a very good chance it is going to be trial and error, and it'll be structured in terms of the way that we approach it. But it's highly unlikely that within one hour, we'll be able to solve your problem. And then people have got a very open and honest decision to make from their own perspective as to whether or not they want to proceed with that. Which works, you yeah. know. It's um generally, I keep saying to to all of our team that if you are overt in terms of your communication with customers, they will respect that, and it's much better than leaving things unsaid. And yeah. then when the bill comes, you get a customer who's then not not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and they they will every time that anyone mentions we will fix it. That is the association that they have, yeah. and to try and under, uh, get people to understand that by having the conversation up front, even if the customer decides they don't want to proceed with it, yeah. it avoids that negative association. That's absolutely key to, to having a sustainable business.
0: Any idea why these smells are cropping up now? Are the are the apartments that new that it's just they're getting worn in now, and these defects in the design are becoming apparent, or is it time of year? It's getting warm.
1: Yep. It's time of year. So if you, if you imagine right now, we've got a mixture of um, the maximum difference in temperature uh, between day and night, um, which creates thermals, which uh, actually works through the, the building itself, through the fresh air vents, which, um, uh, and again, it's, it's one of those where pressure changes and push smells in different directions. And mm. it's not just about sewage system. It's about anything um, that can cause a pressure change. So AC can cause it. All it is is rotation of air after all that yeah. causes a smell. Um if it wasn't if the air wasn't moving, there would be no smell going <laughs> out. So you know that there's movement yeah. to smell. Um so that's that's massive as well. Uh, obviously with increased temperature um has a, a negative effect on the smell of sewage anyway. Yeah. So all of those things kind of combine together. Um, also without a doubt the fact that they are newer buildings means that this hasn't been sorted until now. Um, and again when a building's new it often takes a couple of years before it is actually um, fully tenanted. Yeah. So it's only when it gets stressed
0: that, that these
1: kind of issues will,
0: will, will come about more prevalently. Do you think there's a fix for giving what you know now? Is this something that the building's going to have to address?
1: Well, oddly enough, um, I just heard from the cu- He's, um, he's one of the British dads as well. I just heard from the customer that apparently we fixed this in another apartment. Oh, but the odd thing was that wasn't on my tracker. And we've got uh, a tracker we've yeah. done 82 jobs in this
0: building. Wow. Yeah. And so basically, you just need to put up a flyer and say, we know this build. Well, No, no, because
1: <laughs> from the tracker that we had of 82 jobs, we didn't have nothing flagged to say, we'd fix this. Oh. So now I've got to go back to the team and go, you know, you said that we hadn't done this job. Check out this one. What's this one stating? Have we missed it? Or is the, uh, the, uh, the customer got the wrong end of the stick. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll work it out from that and see whether or not it's the same. Also, what works in one apartment, you would have thought yeah. you could roll out. Yeah. Never no. the case. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see whether well, or not we different, have a A different blueprint. construction
0: team. Put the, the sewage system in one, and you know, one person had a bright idea. I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Yep. Or as I've been seeing recently with, with vehicles delivering product to work sites, things aren't strapped down and things are, are on the road. I've seen this a couple of times now. I'm going... What are they going to do when they get to the building site and now they're missing three pieces of conduit? Yeah, they're going to improvise, mm. and yeah, you know, yeah, it's just is one of those, isn't it? But um,
1: again, yeah, i have got to say the the development concern is not one that is known to be problematic, yeah. so I'm hoping it's not too um, too difficult. But um, again, we'll, we'll just see where
0: that takes yeah. us. Anything else cropping up?
1: That's um, an interesting one, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, we've got. Well, I guess duct cleaning is the other thing that's really coming around now, and mm. um, people are very aware of um, uh, air quality. And also, I don't know whether you've noticed, but there's a few bugs that are going around Dubai as well. Yes. So, uh, trying for people working on their indoor air quality to try and uh, minimize the number of colds and coughs and sniffles. Well, is, I think um, it's, there's,
0: there's reduced mask wearing happening. I mean, people are wearing <sighs> masks, but there are places, and my wife laughs because... I'll go into somewhere where, or I'm walking around even outside and I still have my mask on. She's Me going, too. you know, you don't have to wear the mask. And I'm going, yeah, I, and I'm looking around and I'm going, you know, there's a lot of people with chin diapers on. And then you get in and they're wearing the chin diaper in, inside. Chin diaper, by the way, is when you wear the mask on your chin. And it just kind of shields your mouth, which has zero Benefit to yeah. anybody.
1: <laughs> now, uh, do you know, in, in the other areas of the world where they're talking in hundreds of thousands of um, COVID cases, the mm. fact that we are currently at 319 cases sounds really low. But the fact is, it's that, actually pretty high. It went up, it was lower. Exactly. That's the point I'm making. We were sub 200 and solidly sub 200 10 days ago.
0: Well, you know what the other problem is, and I'm, I'm going to fire this in based on Toronto, Canada mm. and Ontario, where their numbers now no longer have any relevance because, A, they, they can't get enough of the PCR tests done. Here we don't have that problem with no, PCRs, we but we now have a new problem is there are people who are rapid testing and those rapid tests don't get reported and if you're rapid testing and you test you know, positive, you might not go get a PCR because you're going to say, well, I'm positive, so I'm going to self-isolate for 10 days mm. or not because, well, I'll just mask up and I don't have any symptoms and, and, and. So we are getting, I, I think there's, you know, globally, I think the number of cases might be higher than we I, suspect. I
1: think you're absolutely right, but I'm, I'm particularly worried that in the UAE we're getting, starting to get complacent now. And I,
0: we as a family
1: aren't, because with Dylan's allergies, yeah. there's not, we're never going to slip.
0: Well, the one that gets me in, and I'm thinking back, you know, bird flu time when I was traveling in Asia mm. and, you know, we, we've done a lot of Asian travel as a family, which is, you know, just lucky because it was it's for, it was the affordable travel we could do as a family yeah. and coming in Canada, going to places like Bali or Indonesia yeah. or Malaysia are places that you kind of go, Ooh, that's so I amazing. Bet. Whereas mm. for here, it was just affordable to get to. And when yes. you got there, it was really affordable. And I always remember, you know, four or five years ago, we'd be walking down the streets in Kuala Lumpur and people are wearing masks. Yeah, Not because there was COVID, just because air quality, because of people got sniffles and colds yeah. and, you know, cl- close proximity. Standard in Japan. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. You get on the, you, uh, I, I'm Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, again, Kuala Lumpur, you get on the, the subway, people are putting on the masks because yeah. you're close to everyone and someone's got a sneeze. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is this is good operating procedure. Mm. <laughs> Just keep the mask on.
1: Yes, absolutely. So it's one of those, isn't it? Um, so duct
0: cleaning. People are paying more yeah,
1: attention so duct to clean is there without a doubt um, coils kind of comes as a function of AC service. So and to a degree, probably uh, duct cleaning as well, because mm. when we do an AC service, we will naturally inspect the coils. It's right in front of us anyway. And we'll inspect the ducts because that's the best way from the, mm. uh, the indoor unit end rather than from the grills uh, to get an idea of how things are, but you can get a fairly decent idea of the condition of your ducts with, by the fact that if your AC hasn't been serviced in four months, which mm. it should have been, yeah. um, have a look at your grills. Yeah. If they're covered in, in dust and dirt, where's that come from?
0: Yeah. And sometimes that dust and dirt is dark.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I, I've seen stuff in the, you know, in previous cleanings and I've kind of gone, hold on a second. Yeah what is going on here? Absolutely. And it's really fine too. So it's, you know, you start thinking about all the dust and stuff and you have pets, I have pets. So we vacuum twice a day at our place. Oh, we don't need Uh, to for that. (laughs) Wonders of woolen dogs. So we, we have to, and it's amazing. Forget just the fur that's coming up, but the amount of dust and dirt.
1: Oh, actually no, they are. They are
0: extremely dirty. Bless them. So I just kind of go, man, this stuff's in the air. Yeah, I'm getting absolutely. it off the ground. It's in the air. So, yeah. well, you know, one of the things that's got me really thinking lately, and it has to do again, you know, and I, I thank the pandemic for this. Two years of pandemic, and indoor air quality questions is indoor air flow. And I got to say, I've been in a number of offices lately where I'm sitting there going, "What are the airflows like in here?" Because I'm not noticing any airflow. Yeah, it's cool. So the obviously the air condition is working, but I'm not physically noticing airflow Mm. and that always gets me worried when you've got people breathing and potentially shedding could uh, forget covid normal cough cold and flu stuff (laughs) yeah and airflow should be number one and you can open windows in a lot of places yes so the hvac needs to be uh thought about
1: Yep, absolutely spot on. Um, something we're going to spend a little bit more time on is is whether or not we can improve filtration systems oh, within these nice. HCs. It's all that's a, a little one. bit Heath Robinson at the moment because really the ideal scenario would be um, something that's both HEPA and charcoal. Yeah, and um, I don't know whether or not we've got the the ability to to get that here, but that'll be a little side project to um, to look at. See whether or not
0: we can we can come up with a solution for that. I think. The the never-ending conversation we haven't been talking for a few weeks. Shed's done? Shed is done.
1: <laughs> oh there we go.
0: Thank you, everybody.
1: <laughs> I think it was only what a year and a bit.
0: Yeah. But but there is a recent podcast that went up, go back maybe two or three, yes. Where you were extolling the benefits of slow. DIY. Now, as you might have noticed at the time, and
1: you probably kept quiet about whatever I actually happen to have been done doing is what I will extol. So, but, but it made a lot of sense. There. Now, it, the logic is there, which is it, the, there's nothing worse than a project that drags. So walk away from it for a bit.
0: Yeah, Come back away. to it when you're in the mood. Don't make the mistakes because no. as soon as you start speeding up, and, and a lot of us DIYers are good at some things but not yeah. all things, you start speeding it up, you start making mistakes. It looks like a dog's breakfast, and you're, you're forever noticing that imperfection that you've yeah. built into something.
1: And I've got to say, that shed works ridiculously well. Yeah. Um,
0: but It's done. It is done. Now, the thing that's what pushed really, you to get it finished? Because you had an hour left. and it, Yeah, I that, just
1: had that, I had that hour available, and I happened to be outside at the time. And I just finished perfect weather. washing a car, and I was already yeah. a little bit hot. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? No, I'm absolutely fine now, so let's just do it. So, nice. yeah, it's, um, it's all good. The, um, but the thing that I've really noticed, as you know, it's a Dutch barn design. Yeah. And um, my father-in-law, Warren, who is an engineer, and I remember that every time I opened the door, <laughs> it's just it's perfectly is made. Has he moved back? No, just, <laughs> geez, geez, I took a sharp intake breath there. It's like, what, do you know something is I don't know? Wrong with you, James? Let's not even talk about that. Right. Anyway. So um, the the great thing was he installed a shelf for me and which just naturally sat on the uh, on the side beams. And normally if you imagine a straight pitch uh, shed, it wouldn't there wouldn't be much space there. Well, because I've got the Dutch barn design, I've Ah. actually got a whole load of Pajero alloys stored up there all the way across and it's absolutely perfect for that. That's amazing. So I've got I've got so much gear in it. um, And it's all it's all, you know, arranged and and useful and I can get everything which is wonderful as well. Got well, about five sets of Pajero wheels in it, Very good. as you do, because everybody's yeah. got Pajero wheels in their shed, haven't
0: oh,
1: they? call me odd. And um, it, no, it's 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 wonderful. I'm I'm really really happy with it. Oh, good. It it, uh, it fills me with joy. So, what's the next
0: project? You, you never don't have a project ready or in it's cars. motion. It's It's yeah, cars. You're just dealing so, with cars.
1: I have, I've had a crazy weekend I've sold three this weekend, okay. including a BMW X5 that was an absolute project mm. bought for scrap money and managed to find all the parts in charge of via a guy. And it's the <laughs> only way to get it back on the road for anything economic. And yeah. I sold it inside a day. Wow. So that's where it's out really well. Very happy with that. And it's lovely. I've done really well. So it's nice okay. when it all comes out and you go. Yeah.
0: That's how it should and be. And you moved it on. That's even better. You yeah, so that's gone.
1: Okay. uh the Bora is almost finished now. I still haven't declared it. Um I'm hoping I don't have to declare it and I get it sold before before I actually need to declare it. Um Yeah. But then I also think I might have just part exchanged a very broken Ford Explorer for a Pajero as well. So <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do you exchange a broken Ford Explorer for a Pajero? Well, basically in my world this is perfectly normal. In fact, almost everything that I uh, that I've sold recently has come with a part exchange. Okay. So and, and I'd, I'd love to do it normally on a Pajero, but if something's broken at that point I'm all in, <laughs> you know. This could be a financial <laughs> catastrophe. No, I'm still interested, <laughs> <You know? laughs> So uh, so the X5 worked out okay. Um, it is a full dash off. Actually the car's currently with Glenn, uh-huh. uh, which is interesting, but okay. it's not economic to do the work. Um through the official channels anyway. So uh, this is the Pajero we're talking about No, X- this the is X- the the Explorer is currently okay, the currently Explorer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's blown its shocks. And oh. apparently there's some kind of warranty claim on the shocks. Well, you know what, forget that you're never gonna see it. So um, I'm just waiting to hear whether or not that's all going to come off. Um, yes, it's a very low offer for it. Um, but it'll be it'll be a fun project. Yeah. I could lose my shares on it as well, which is always the fun bit without a doubt. <laughs> The Bora is literally just doing bodywork now. All the mechanicals been done at Powerworks, and um, we uh, that one's going to be fascinating because it's either going to be a total catastrophe or somebody is going to utterly love that car hmm. um, because it is a, a two point eight um, V six four motion, so oh, four wheel drive, and beautiful. it is and it's black on black on black. <sighs> so it's a it is an absolute weapon, but then equally it's two thousand and three. And uh-huh. it, I found it derelict. I mean, when you say derelict, <laughs> it was really derelict. Yeah. And um, it was going to be my track weapon, but then we kind of, the Beatles took off. Uh-huh. And uh, a couple of friends have also got track cars that they always are kind enough to lend me as well. So when I, I, I'm not in a Beetle, I've got something else to race around anyway.
0: I did check out those two Beatles, by the way, by me, both automatic transmissions. Yeah, I thought it would be. And they they were, normally are here. And they were just sitting there, though. I don't know why someone has got a couple of Beatles, but he does or she does. Yeah. And...
1: And the problem with the automatic is they blow very quickly on right. the track. If you mm. really push those those automatics, they they don't like it. So it needs to be the manuals. But um, again, I'm hopeful. Actually, we've got we've got one in a week. Yesterday is the next session, and I'm hopeful that I'm going to get at least two more cars on track, which should be great. Powerworks has so, they got theirs out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Powerworks yeah, is okay. out. Um, actually, um, Chris Darble, who looks after that, is um. Is there for every session, and um, <laughs> Norman blows up to be fair. And it's Glenn's got his head in his hands because he's like, I've told him this, and he's doing properly. But um, Chris, bless yeah. him, is a, a bit of a he loves that whole bodge culture, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, gradually, we're getting there. So, I donated him a, uh, a compressor, um, okay. AC compressor, so at least he's <laughs> got some cold air now. So uh, hopefully it will get more and more reliable as the sessions go on. Nice.
0: All right, I want to hit one last thing cool. on our show notes, and we've gotten to number three. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Twenty. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch on there, isn't there? Cool. Yeah. Well, that it just means we'll get to the rest of them next time. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, the the one that I want to talk about is the basic skills. And I, I just put randomly the yeah. number three yes. and, and someone, my students think I'm, I'm you know, infatuated with the number three. And I say, what do you mean? He says, well, everything you do that you teach us, whether it's public speaking or it's, you know, intercultural communication yeah. or, you know, it's conflict resolution, which is really a seven, but you know, you always work it into a three steps. I think that's because, <laughs> you know, for most people, and especially myself, Anything beyond three, and I'm lost. (laughs) Well, I I always frame it with them, is that three is the classic linear development of a story. So if you're, you're you know, beginning, middle, Middle, and an end. And so beginning, we introduce something. The middle, we have a problem. At the end, we've solved it, and we move on to the next thing. So it could be five, but it's, you know, Tatarov has built it the three into a five. There's a couple extra steps. But really, any movie you watch, if it's linear flowing up, doing, you know, time warping, everything follows that three steps. So I got the top three, (laughs) three skills as a homeowner or a renter that you should have entering into that world of living in a place as a DIYer, three things you need to have.
1: So as a basic, a basic DIYer, as in, I'm not going to really do anything too involved, but I'm just going to do the basics myself. All you need really is drilling Drilling, okay. Screwing, uh uh-huh. and leveling. Those three. Okay, the drilling I get. Yes. So, with a drill, we've talked about it many times before, but it's all about make sure you get a hammer action. Yeah. Keep it steady on the wall, and make sure that you use plenty of speed. There so you if go. The speed, is the,
0: the speed is the important one. I think yeah. a lot of people go way too slow. Yes. They start off slow because oh I gotta get this pilot going. Yeah, yeah. And then they keep going slow, whereas you need to be good especially here because you got concrete walls and you're dealing in concrete. Yep. But also
1: the- there's a kind of there's a sweet spot normally. <laughs> if you've got a variable so I've got a variable <laughs> speed, yeah. it's constantly variable. And you can feel that point at which the hammer is working best. Ah. So I'm kind of playing with the speed a little bit just to work out where's my hammer best for this particular density of wall. Yeah. Um, but it's normally pretty, pretty fast. And my drill is so noisy. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> but it's so noisy that literally I, I do warn the neighborhood before I'm, uh, I'm going to let Ray
0: be doing some work here.
1: Yes. So that's Wait, Do you wear earplugs when you uh, use your drill? No, I should, but oh. I don't. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, valid Point. PPE.
0: I've really gotten into the earplug thing. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with earplugs these days.
1: No, rightly so. And even more shockingly, I am fully qualified <laughs> in health and safety. Gee <laughs> I know your what boys happened? wear earplugs, so yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the second one, screwing. Now, this is not yeah. as simple as it sounds it's because a, it sounded really simple. Yeah, because most people think I'll oh, drill a hole, I'll put a screw uh, in it, and away boom, we go. Done. Yeah, doesn't yeah. work like that. You need plugs as well. Uh, the plugs that There's go a lot of the variety product. of plugs. Yeah, there are. There really are. Yeah. But when it all boils down to it, um it, it it kind of boils down to uh the cheapest ones, which are just really soft plastic. Yeah. yeah. Normally come with the screws as well. Yeah. Yeah. Normally don't hold in a concrete wall. <laughs> That's
0: that the problem. They're usually made for wood, those things.
1: Uh yeah, they put well, uh,
0: normally- something because when you use wood screws, but yeah, but you would not
1: normally th- need to use plugs with them. So I think they're just, they've just cost-reduced them so much <laughs> okay. that the, the material was, is just too pliable to actually grip on the… I was the, thinking um, maybe gypsum gypsum walls or something, maybe. No, but again, with gypsum, Gipsum. you should be using butterfly
0: clips, which is oh, totally yeah. totally different. So they're just cheaped out. They're
1: just cheaped out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, instead, torques. So um, my boys will all use um, individual torques that come in red, green, or yellow. Uh-huh. Um, green ones are the normal <laughs> ones that you would use with… Um, I think they're, they're designed for 6mm milli, uh, millimeter drills um and they work great though they grip on really really well uh, and away you go i buy them by the kilo um because <laughs> dragon mart or are you a buying bit. them at a s- uh, Selma, yeah i do actually still i yeah. still buy them from uh, from there uh, but i actually use those personally my boys buy their own and we're good with that because that? Oh, don't worry we pay for <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. But they, they but source them because, themselves yeah because if you imagine if you are a uh, a professional technician you need total trust in what you're doing. Uh, okay. And these are critical to what they do. So I want each of them to be fully responsible for what they are using on a job. Nice. So I've agreed that for those alone, uh, they can uh, they can source themselves. Nice. Yeah, and it works really well. So the, uh, there's actually a variety of brands that each of them uses yeah. and uh, away they go. But
0: uh, if anything falls down, I know who to shout out. What do you think of metal ones for outdoor use?
1: Uh, well, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, on the whole, yeah. um, but again,
0: if you're these are outdoor, the plugs we're talking about, yeah,
1: yeah. On the um, if you're outdoor, then on the whole, you'd be using um, some uh, sort of M um, uh, fixing anyway. Uh, so you have the the type that are kind of designed for the the DIYer that actually deforms. So you stick them into right. the hole, yeah, yeah. Um, screwing whatever you're going to screw, and it will deform. The idea is that it kind of basically just creates a bung in the hole of yeah, where you yeah. are. <laughs> Um, the ones that, that, um, that I prefer are um, kind of more industrial than that. And at that point, generally speaking, you are never getting them out. Wow. Even if you take the screw out of it, yeah, it's going dead. nowhere. And um, those are the ones that I love because if you yeah. can't hang off it, what's the point?
0: Yeah, yeah. there we go.
1: Yeah. Over-engineering so- is always the way.
0: <laughs> so basically, you got your drill You've got some some plugs yeah. you got leveling le- leveling okay i never think of the leveling now, side
1: the reason why i brought up leveling and i thought about well, it's quite a lot on Hesser street today <laughs> uh, is um if you imagine the two jobs that your average very basic diy will do pictures and shelves well i was going to go pictures yeah you could do shelves as well and which fits in beautifully <sighs> but i was actually thinking more curtains but if
0: you're trying to save a bit of money Every, and you've moved in yep. somewhere, you might try curtains You as get well. the Ikea things, get the rod, boom, yeah. it's done. Yep. Yeah. Curtains, so, pictures. Yeah.
1: So therefore, level in, on all three of those elements um, yeah. are, is absolutely critical. There is nothing worse than walking in somewhere and seeing a picture that is not straight. <laughs> yeah. But then the, you then have the issue of what actually is straight, <laughs> which is the battle that we have on a regular basis. <laughs> so when our guys um, traditionally put up a picture... They yeah. will use a spirit level, which is what yeah. we recommend people to do. Now, a spirit level will tell you absolutely accurately whether or not that is level. Yeah. The problem is... If That's the, the
0: one with the you know the rod with the, the little ball, yes. and then it's got the line, and you got to get that little air yep. Yeah, in absolutely, the okay.
1: The longer, the better for that,
0: by the way, because mm, the more so accurate that, it would be. So that little tiny one that they sell for...
1: They're all right if you've got a little picture, but they, it, you the longer a, you get, the, the more okay.
0: accurate it will be. <laughs>
1: But then the problem is if either the floor or the roof are not in true, <laughs> which, which is, is very often, often, yes, then it looks like it's been put up wrong. Yeah. So then, in that situation, our technicians need to talk to the customer and go, "Okay, that is correct. Look at the bubble; is absolutely right, but it doesn't look right because your floor or your ceiling or both are out. So let's do an eyeball where it doesn't offend you anymore, and we're going to knock it off the actual level." so that it looks like it's level, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, but that happens frequently. Yeah. So that,
0: that's something that needs to be done. Even in the prefab places that we got a lot of prefab stuff. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah. because the false ceilings are still in there. Because I would think that because it's prefab, even with a false ceiling, no. that they would get spot on with everything. No, no because it's no. still jointed. If you imagine
1: it comes in, in mm. sections, and it's still jointed. And that joint mm. can put it out by quite a margin. Huh. So that's that. Now, uh, curtains. Obvious one that when you're putting up a curtain, it's actually the, probably the most difficult one to level. Um, so, using again a longer spirit level is critical in that situation. I would normally measure it. So, mm. I would start off with a measurement first from a datum point. So, it's normally like uh, a datum the corner, point. The oh, okay. corner of the frame, and I will go to a certain distance out from the frame and a certain distance up. And away you go. Okay. Well, then it'll still need a little <laughs> bit of tweaking. So then look at your fixture, uh, the fitting, and normally they're pretty sh- uh, savvy, these people who make curtain rods, and they will give you like a, an oval shape to give you that ability right, to balance it yes. Down. So normally I'm confident enough in my measurement that uh, with the, um, the simplicity of um, being able to move one of the brackets up and down, I'll be able to true it later. So I'll do that later in the process as a whole nice shelves more difficult again sometimes they give you that and it is is kind of key especially where you, depending on what you're putting on it to make yeah. sure it's <laughs> absolutely uh, level but again you've got the same issue that you've got with um pictures which is if the roof isn't level even though your shelf is it can look awful so there's a little bit of, of mess and about that's required to get
0: those absolutely right. Yeah. See, there we go. Three basic skills. We need to have a little bit of a skill school for people to get back into those. Yeah, and good idea. Understand what's going on. Mm. That's a, maybe something we should do. Sounds good. Yeah. Colin, that's a wrap. Yay. We've done it again. The, we will fix it essential maintenance podcast, putting it to bed for yet another show. Looking forward to doing it all again real soon. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. You've been listening to the We Will Fix It podcast. I'm James Pikeway. Colin Thomas was here, and we'll do it all again real soon. Go scroll through the other shows we've done. Lots to listen to, lots to learn, lots to laugh about. This is Podaholics. My name is James Pikeway.